Hey, this is the Eric Bowling Podcast. I'm here with Alinda McLaughlin. Really, really good to have you. Glad you joined us. We want to thank our sponsor, Allegiance Gold, who are always, always spot on with everything that's going on in the markets, it with inflation and everything, everything we need to know with assets. In the meantime, folks, you know, we're on the verge of a full-blown war in the Middle East. Do you know what happens in war? Even the threat of war. Stocks, they get decimated. They decline, which is bad news for your IRA and your 401k. Recently, our own Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said the U.S. can afford supporting two wars. Did you hear that? Janet Yellen says, oh, things are great. No problem. Let's support another war. No problem. Well, guess what? Israel and Ukraine, guess what? That's going to cost you. It's going to cost the market. The world is watching. How can we afford that? Our government has spent and continues to spend billions upon billions to help fund foreign wars and humanitarian aid, pushing us into so much debt that our debt has been downgraded for the first time ever. Our debt is downgraded. U.S. debt is less than perfect. Think about that, folks. See, the real war is against your wealth. Listen closely. You may love gold or you may hate it. I don't know. But take it from me. You need it. You need it in your portfolio and you need it now. Gold protects your retirement and allows you to have profit potential. Gold is a shield, a store of value, an insurance policy on your wealth from war and from all these economic uncertainties and an overzealous government that loves to spend your money, putting us further in debt. In addition to war, we're faced with Biden's disastrous inflationary fiscal policies, the Fed raising rates, who haven't seen that, printing more money just to stay afloat recent job cuts, increased bankruptcy filings, and not to mention uh, the R word, recession on its way. This war is upon us, attacking our wealth and what we've worked so hard for. The government is not looking out for you. We need you to look out for yourself. We need us to look out for ourselves. Protect your retirement, invest in gold, but do it only with the most trusted name in gold, Allegiance Gold, the only gold company I trust to protect my IRA. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust rating in the precious metals industry and, like me, is truly interested in building a long-term relationship. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwitheric.com today. Give them a call at 844-714-ERIC, E-R-I-C. That's 844-714-3742. Don't wait. Protect your retirement today. Call 844-714-ERIC and speak with one of Allegiance Gold's experts. They'll answer all your questions, help you protect what you've worked so hard for by getting you on the right financial path. The time is now, folks. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwitheric.com. Or call 844-714-ERIC. We all fall into one of two camps. There are those that believe Bidenomics is the way forward. And the rest of us who think that's a load of horse (laughs) You want to hear what really great economic ideas sound like? Want to see America back on the road to energy independence? Are you ready to say hell no to illegal immigrants and foreign nationals having any say in our prosperity? then you, my friend, are in the right place. This is the Eric Bowling Podcast. All right. Hello. How you doing? 
Hello, are you? I don't know. How am I doing? Every day you wake up and go, are we still here? Is there you know, mm-hmm. no, bomb, no bombs, no air raid sirens or anything like that? We got a commander in chief who's half asleep, doesn't know where he is. Who's, you know, it was amazing to me, Linda. Is, it, this is almost like this is really lining up like the 1970s mm-hmm. with Carter. Forget the inflation. We did that already over the last two years. Yeah. But. Iran takes hostages at the 79 or 72 or 79 Olympics hammer, which whatever one. Mm-hmm. And uh, Reagan gets elected. And the minute Reagan gets elected, they release the hostages. Right. Mm-hmm. This guy, Biden, no one respects. No one fears him. We have 12 American hostages right now. We got 32 Americans dead. And Biden's talking about like, hey, let's send some humanitarian aid to Palestine. How about you? How do you make a freaking place a parking lot? It's called glassing. It's, 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 when you heat sand, there's so much silica, silica, silica in sand. When you heat it, it turns into glass. We should glass the Iranian oil infrastructure and the Iranian nuclear power. Just glass it. Just make it a flat freaking parking lot. And then let them try and do something. Because this is insane. We, we just become a laughing stock. You need Trump back in there or someone. I think Trump would do it, but because especially he's a badass, right? He'd go in and like just kick, kick some ass all around the world. The Mullahs would be like, holy shit, let's, we quit. We go, you know, sorry, sorry. Same <laughs> thing they did with Reagan. Right? They knew Reagan was going to be a badass since immediately when he won. They were holding out. Mm-hmm. They gave, they, before he was even in office, they turned him over. I, 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 this, this is Carter 2.0 in every respect. And it's scary. The place is, it, it, hurry up, end this thing. I mean, I think to your point, Trump um, on, I think it was just yesterday, released on Truth, his list of how he would deal with the Middle East, specifically the mullahs of Iran and Hezbollah and Hamas and all these, you know, I use the term leader very loosely. And it was funny, you know, I saw this come out and I thought, you know, if only our liberal friends could hearken just for a moment, take a look and, and learn. And then I saw CNN yesterday being accosted in the street. They had a reporter. They have one of their reporters, many reporters, obviously, in Israel. But they had this one reporter on the street. She gets surrounded by a group of Palestinian, but it's a mostly peaceful protest. Mostly. Very, peaceful. All of very, very peaceful. And this guy approaches her, and he is in her face cursing her out, F-bombing her live on camera, and telling her, get out. We don't want you here. You side with the Jews. And I'm thinking to myself, at what point? Do you, this is CNN, God forbid we ever remember the days of Ted Turner when it actually still was a news organization and Christian Amanpour was not, you know, out there stomping for the pallies. Just for one hot second. Stomping for the pallies. <laughs> just for one hot second, man, you know. She doesn't even hide it. She's yeah. just out there like, you know, I think we really need to just think about this bombing that the Palestinians did do and the Israelis didn't do. But, you know, let's just think about it if it was the Israelis. I'm like, okay, yeah, but now we know it wasn't. Right. So maybe you should stop saying that. There's no journalistic integrity. But you're putting a female reporter in the streets of Gaza, in the West Bank, and you're saying, yeah, go that's, report. That's, that's Lara Logan, how that worked out. That's CBS oh, man. That worked out for her, that poor girl. And you know what? They didn't care. Damn. They didn't talk about Tahir Square. They didn't talk about what happened to her and they didn't want to talk about it on air or off air. It wasn't like it was just like, oh, we're keeping it quiet because we're respecting her rights. No, it was, oh my God, this does not work for our narrative. Right. You need to go. Right. Bye. Have a nice life. And that to me is the most, 
you know, I talk to a lot of our friends. I'm sure you have just as many as I do, you know, Jewish friends. And I married I, a Jew. <laughs> I didn't know Adrian was Jewish. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. So, so then you really do understand. Like, oh, yeah. I cannot believe I am watching this anti-Semitic acceptance. I'm like, guys, no, I can't. I'm walking up down Sixth Avenue in the middle of Rockefeller. These college kids don't understand that in Palestine, the Palestinian Authority, the the National Palestinian Authority, the, the governing body has put Hamas members on the fucking board. It's, yes. they're, they're like senators of Palestine. And so to say that, oh, Hamas doesn't represent all of Palestine. Oh, it actually does. <laughs> By definition, it does. Yes, it they does. do represent the Palestinians. And this whole idea of all oh, women and children in Palestine are going to get hurt. They've been told to get the F out for, for and, 10 and days. And why can't they? And why yeah, can't they? I, well, they can, but they're, it's, but they're I, no, said no, this, no. I said this on air and, and Media Matters lit me up. And I'm, you know, you get the call from like, did you really mean that? Well, yeah, I really meant it. I said Palestinians are addicted. I didn't say Hamas. I said Palestinians are addicted to violence the way drug addicts, addicts are addicted to drugs. They yes. can't help themselves. They may not mm-hmm. want to be, but they are. If you really but want to be off drugs or if you really yeah. want to be away from violence, get the freak out of Palestine. You don't want that. You want you want to be there to keep your eye on the Jews and, and you know kill as many Jews. Wait your time and then when the moment's right, be part of the Ethnic cleansing of the Middle East. That's what this is all about. So this whole idea of, oh, we can't go in yet because women and children are stuck there and Egypt won't let them in. Sorry. Figure it out. Figure it out. Iran. First of all, Iran could give a shit less. They want one thing. They want the complete elimination of Jewish people across the world. They feel that it is their moral uh, calling to Allah. And anybody who thinks different just needs to go and read the Quran I have personally read the Quran three times in English, and I can tell you that that book very clearly dictates people who adhere to it to do exactly what they're doing. And unfortunately, oh yeah, you know, they're yeah. Bra- they're the Quran doesn't call for peaceful living coexisting. No. No, no, there's no. no coexist in the Quran. It's no. everyone, who, everyone who doesn't believe is not a believer in, in the Quran and in, the, in, in Abraham and are infidels. That's right. <laughs> they're not to be trusted and they're to be exterminated. I keep telling people, I'm like, when you hear the word kafir, they're talking about you. It's Islamic term for infidels. It's kafir. So you keep hearing them say it even during the interviews with white people. Kafir, kafir. I'm like, oh, my God, he's cursing this person out right on air. But they're so ignorant. They're going to a land. They're not aware of the cultural differences. They're trying to appropriate their Americanism to them and saying, oh, no, this is a peaceful thing that we got going on here. Not to mention the fact the only thing I will slightly disagree with you on, there are a ton of people in the West Bank and in Gaza that want to leave that are unfortunately being told, if you leave, we will shoot you on sight because your your role here in Palestine is to give your life to Allah. Your role is to give your life to the PLO. So you've got all these soldiers in the tunnels, 40 feet underneath. And the women and children are up top being told. So the soldiers are telling their wives and children, don't go, they're going to kill you. It's this whole fear. They control them all by fear and control, whether it's the water tank lie, right? We don't have water because of Israel. I mean, we were only giving, Israel was only giving them 8% of their water supply. They took the rest of the money, put it on the tunnels, put it on concrete, put it on missiles. 
never rebuilt the water infiltration. Oh, guess what? Everything in the water went completely septic. They're not able to drink. They're not able to get fresh water. They can't bathe their children. Hmm. I wonder why, you know, this is the conversation that the, I think American media as well as international media is not having like you guys maybe do. Not, maybe the Harvard, Harvard can do a, uh, a oh. yeah, Harvard stuff. So uh, a friend little. of, a friend of, a friend of mine, Joe Concha wrote an article in, in the messenger and it was very interesting. I, I have to say I was, uh, I was shocked. He did a recent study on Harvard it's 183 professors to, I wonder, I'm trying to recall it, it's like three or four conservatives. So over the last, I want to say two decades, they've hired three conservative professors. 183. Yeah, but those guys are just janitors. <laughs> oh my God, Eric, I, said, I can't believe this. this is insanity. No wonder there's no balance, you know? No wonder that they have this PLO mentality, occupy, refugee idea. I mean, you guys could not be less students of history if you tried. It's so it's so ridiculous. But putting all of that aside, let's say for a whole second and a half, I agreed with any of your PLO stuff. I do not understand how any human being looks at a child of any, t- I don't care what it is. I don't care if you're a Palestinian child or an American child or a Jewish child, Israeli child, how you can look at a baby, how you can look at a child and set it on fire alive. I really don't. I just don't. I don't know how you set whole families' lives. I don't know how you set dogs on fire. There's there's video. There's an IDF uh, Israeli Defense Force video. There's a couple of them that shows the real brutality of the the initial attack. I mean, young innocent people running and being shot down, and you can see the whole thing. These are on closed like ring doorbells and whatnot. They just compile them like dozens of them. Yeah. Just mowed down, just murdered with their, you know, running away from and just getting falling flat. It's it's horrendous. And now they got one out with the, this, the, the animals, the, the dogs. They, these guys were walking around killing all the pets, the dogs. Like, I'm like, you're killing dogs and you're killing cats. Why? Because what are you doing? They're, they're, I mean, it is it is beyond the pale. It, it, it's not exactly. human, it's, it's it's a religion. It's a religion fanaticism that. Has no. That's actually very well said. It no is a fanaticism. Link or no tether to humanity. None. And I will. I will take that one step further. You know, when you listen to one of the things that I think all of the news media, left, right, center, has missed is we keep putting up these reports. You know, um, thirty-two dead, or you know, ninety-six held, or you know, two thousand hostage, or whatever. All the different things, right? But when they went into Times Square last night. And they put the pictures up yeah. and they had all the children's names and their ages, nine months, two years, four right. years, currently being held in the West Bank in brutal conditions by Hamas terrorists. It's a four-year-old. Yeah. I don't well, know how you look at that four-year-old and you go, that's ah, fine. Yeah, they're, they're, I'm going to go back on TikTok. They're, like, they're, 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 they're going to do some bad stuff to those people. They're, and I'll tell you what. Bad. ID the IDF is an elite force. I know you've been to Israel. I've been there several times. I've been there during wartime. I've been there during peacetime. I've been to the Gaza Strip and the West Bank, and I've been to Starot and Ashkelon and Soroka, and I've covered a lot of this in my years, you know, uh, doing news. And these people, they don't mess around <laughs> like this. You know, the Palestinians are a very 
uh, willfully suppressed, organized, um, fanatic group that has very little information about the outside world. The IDF has a lot to live for. The Palestinians have a lot to die for. And I heard a quote the other day, and, and I'll tell you what, it was the best quote I've ever heard in my life with regard to this particular situation, which is there will never be peace between the Palestinians and the Israelis unless and until. What do you know what it is? Yeah, yeah. Unless until, and until the Palestinians love their children more than they love killing Jews. Thank you. You know who said it? No. Um, I Jewish, don't. Was it Maya Goodyear? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I d- it's so funny that you said yeah. that and you know that quote yeah. because I saw it and I was like, man, this something sounds like something she would say. Yeah. But I d- it didn't didn't have a um, it didn't have a an, you know okay. an attribution. Yeah. Well, other people have, have you know taken the phrase and moved it, you know, twisted, t- turned it a little sure. bit their own. But it's, listen, I don't mind. Go please, go spread true. the word. It is it's, true. It, it's it's absolutely true. They will, there will be no peace in, in in the Middle East until. Arabs love their children as much as they more than more, more than they more love than they the hate Jews. the Israelis. Yeah. And you've got to I mean you've got to stop. And That's I will say friend. well let me yeah. ask you. Sure. How did they miss it? Oh, well they didn't miss it. They went in and they disabled they disabled the cyber structure and took down the radar that they had around the perimeter there. So they went into the Iron Dome and they disabled just a certain part of it that was able to detect the paragliders, which I'm sorry, and this is completely me guessing, so just media matters, here you go. But there is no one in the Palestinian movement that has the ability or the intelligence to do that. However, the Iranians are very, very technologically savvy. How how could they plan? And I will tell you, because... In Israel, in Israel, we allow Christians, Jews, Muslims, and there is all types of people living. It is the democracy of the Middle East. It's the New York. You go to Tel Aviv, you feel like you're in New York, except everybody speaks Hebrew. I mean, it literally feels the same, and they have a beautiful sea. But putting all of that aside, they educate everyone. It is my belief that they had information from inside and then took it back to their people. I believe it's a mole. I believe it was deliberate and I believe it was well-organized and well-planned. And I do not believe that it was the PLO. I feel that it is funded and it is structured and it is from elites in the world elite, whether it's the world economic forum and the Klaus Schwab's of the world saying, yeah, we'll do this and we'll do this and we'll do this. Or if this is strictly, you know, the almighty Ahume saying, okay, this is what we're going to do. I don't know. But I do not think it's the PLO. My point is, I don't know how we can spend, you know, 800, almost a trillion dollars a year on defense and give tens of billions of dollars to Israel and the Mossad. Everything they claim to be, how do they miss a wide scale attack? Yep. It was caught by complete surprise. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, listen, 260 kids, you know, standing around, ironically, at a music festival for peace. Uh, because they want to have the one love, let's love everybody. And, you know, unfortunately, I can say a lot of things and I can speculate, but division is much more profitable for the global elites. War is very profitable for everybody. And anybody who wants to... Look at our uh, military complex. is the most powerful lobbying in the world. 
I mean, they were just talking about that China's going to have a thousand nuclear warheads by 2030, only to be seconded by the fact that the U.S. already has 5,000 now. Russia. So we're clearly armed and ready. And Russia. We're clearly armed and ready. We want to go. How many will Iran have, though? That's the question. That's exactly. The question. And we'll never know because we've never had clarity. Will Iran there. trade oil for enriched uranium? Well, I'll Russians be honest with you. I'm starting to think that we're going to just start coming back home on that, which I'm praying is true because I saw, was it yesterday that Biden's, uh, you know, stupid team just waived sanctions on another drilling site. Uh, I can't think of the name of where it was, Um, but they just allowed drilling and the environmentalists were losing their mind. But some part of him, you know, obviously it's not him because he's left the building, but some somewhere in that administration, somebody is going, oh, you know, we, we've got to do something here because we're not going to win. You're not going to win anyway. Trump's leading you hand over fist. It's embarrassing. I mean, it's really bad. You saw that. There's a, there's a, there was a poll yesterday. I think it was a, had Trump ahead of Biden in five of six swing states. That's correct. That's, That's exactly where I was going. Five yeah. of six swing states, one year out. One yeah. year out. Yeah. And you're telling and these national me. national polls, you can throw the national oh, yeah. polls out. They're, they're worth their not even worth the paper, but the, the individual state polls tend to be a lot more accurate. And that five, six wing states, that's, that's game over. Well, you can also just talk to people on the ground, right? So you talk to, you know, obviously with everything he's got going on with Letitia James and the drama that he has happening in New York and the gag order from Chattakan and all this. And like, nobody's like paying attention. I'm like, you guys don't get this, right? Like when the shoe is on the other foot, but the second that you say that you assume that we will have a free and fair election in 24. Now say whatever you want about 2020, say whatever you want. The bottom line is something was a little off. We're not sure what, but if you can show me 80 million people that love Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, I will give you everything that I own because I can promise you there aren't eight people that like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris on any day of the week. I mean, he is dumber than shit and she cackles like a witch on her best day. I'm sorry. And I'm not a right winger. I'm just right. Let let me just throw this at, and this is transparent here. I was Mm -hmm. probably outside of Sean Hannity, Trump's closest media friend. I mean, the guy would call me at home. I'd be in bed with Adrian sleeping. It's the white house. I mean, time and time again, I've been a you know, hundred times to the way, whatever. I never questioned the outcome of 2020 because I believe, yeah, there's always election. There's always bullshit that goes on. I get it. Of course. I don't think 2020 was any bigger than any other presidential cycle. What I think happened was every single, there was so much Trump hate out there that anyone who hadn't voted for 40 years just voted against Trump. It, wasn't even, it, could, have been, it could have been the dog catcher. They would have beat Trump in 2020 because they mm-hmm. had, they, the media just built up such, you know, he's such a, he's a threat to democracy. He's a fascist. He's a bigot. He's a homophobe. He's everything. Mm-hmm. And that head of steam hit in 2020 at the right time, perfect storm. I, I just every single human being maybe who'd never voted in America before voted and they voted the opposite. They probably didn't even know who they were voting. So I didn't jump on the, the 2020 being a stolen election. And for that, it cost me my friendship with Trump, to be honest with you. He sure. ignored me for the better part of two years because he got mad that I wouldn't 
say I thought the election was stolen. I still don't. I just think that they motivated their the Democrats are very good at one thing. They stick together. Look what's going mm-hmm. on in the speakership right now. Hockey and Jeffries gets every Democrat, every Democrat vote, no matter what. Such a good point. <laughs> We're playing around. He's too right. He's not right enough. He's that. Just, just go ahead. Get Jeff. Jeff. Jim Jordan's got 200 votes. You're 85% of the way there. Just elect the guy. If you don't like it, throw him out in a year. In, in a year when, you know, in, in, just, just I, I have to say this week. Obviously, you know Jim Jordan. I know Jim Jordan. This is a good man. This yeah. is a good man. He's a great. He's, he's he's yeah. He is a great he's, human being. First. He's one of the real ones. Yeah. He's not. He's not just talking shit. He is a God fearing, giving person. He's the guy. When you say, "Hey, Congressman, could I ask you a question about blah 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 Bill?" and he's like, "Oh yeah, sure. What's your question?" He's that guy. Okay, he's you not want, one you of these. He is Linda. Here's the guy. Uh, I lost my son. He called me. He was one of the first people to call. Within a few hours, I lost my career. I separated from Fox. He yeah. called me back. That's Jim Jordan. Yeah. Right? Like He's there when I, it matters. I, I, two people did that. Mm-hmm. Trump and Jim Jordan. Mm-hmm. And everybody else scurries. They scurry. I don't want to be because, t- attached to. I don't, I don't want you to know. I don't want to. I don't. And you know what? That's who Jim Jordan is. Jim Jordan is going to get in the fray with the guy that's got nobody. And you know who's got nothing and nobody right now? The American people. Right. We got nothing. And Jim Jordan is He's saying, yeah. "You've lost everything, and I'm going to come and I'm going to help you build it back because I give a shit." And yeah. there's very few people that do that. And I think, honestly, Eric, you know, some of some of your perspective, obviously losing the thing you love more than life, you know, when you look at these people that are going through this, you feel it totally differently. You see it totally differently. It's not just news. It's not just you're covering a story. You're in the life. story. This is life. It's real. You know, it's freaking real, you know, and then you've got somebody like a Jim Jordan. And then I look at, you know, these 22 congressmen, Jimenez and Lawler and and Mike Kelly with the Boehner vote, you ass, you should be taken out of your seat. Right, go cry with your friend. Do me a favor. One, oh of, one, of, the, one of the one of the twenty two was uh, after he voted against Jordan. He was bowling in the white in Biden's White House basement bowling alley uh. last night. Last night, posted it on Twitter. Like that's how corrupt. Bo- Tone deaf you are. GOP congressman bowling in the White House last night after voting, after, you know, keeping Jim Jordan from getting the gavel. Yeah, well, clearly he got his attaboy from whoever was like, hey, man, going to need you to help us out here. Can't let this guy get in. You know, he's got too much intel. He's got too much knowledge. He's got too much determination for the truth. So while the rest of you guys want to sit around because you don't have term limits to worry about and scratch your ass for the next 30 years, this guy is going to come in and do the work. Oh, and by the way, he can drop you on your ass if he wants to because he used to be a wrestler. I mean, it's just, I'm very angry about this. I think it is deplorable. I think it is beneath the office. I think it's an embarrassment to our history as a nation that these idiots cannot get beyond themselves and have the audacity 
you know, I got a press release from one of these guys in New York and he says, you know, we just got to do the right thing. We got to get it back to McCarthy. Uh, yeah. McCarthy's not running, dude. Your, your vote against Jordan is a vote for Hakeem. Oh, and by the way, I haven't wanted to say this out loud, but the powers that be already know it. In 1850, we dropped the threshold because we couldn't get out of this vote mania that we're in. And so they dropped the threshold. And guess what? They no longer needed the 217 or the 216. They just got to the 212 or the 213 and handed it off to that guy. So unless you want Hakeem Jeffries running the show... Maybe that is what you want. Maybe you want to be the minority party so you can sit around and say, well, I would if I could, but I just can't because, you know, I'm not in the majority. Well, you were, asshole, until you gave it away on your high and mighty soapbox. Anyhow. How do you really oh, feel? How do you really feel? Sorry. I'm your sorry, BP? Eric. How's your BP right about now? I got some BP meds if you need <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's very, uh, it's, it's a very hard time. And I personally think whether you're a Democrat or you're a Republican, there's got to be some part of you that is looking at this process and saying, really guys, really, we've got a war on our hands. We've got kids missing. We've got people getting burned alive. Can you just get your shit together and get this done, please? Oh, and by the way, while this is happening and the borders open, and we find out all the truth about COVID, all these COVID hearings that are happening in the Senate. Masks don't work. COVID was a lie. Hydroxychloroquine helps with the virus. I'm like, oh my God. You can drink Clorox and it works. It works. The sunlight. It's the sunlight. Just kidding. Just kidding. That was a very funny, oh my God, that presser. Oh my God. (laughs) We could say one thing, man. It was interesting. That's for Well, you remember when... (laughs) Hurricane, I think it was Hurricane Maria, just ravaged Puerto Rico and Trump went there. And he's, he's throwing rolls of uh, paper, paper towels, towels and water. <laughs> guys, the guy is just an insanely amazing entertainer. Up in Not there. only is it an entertainer, you know, he can joke a lot, but you know him very well. And, awesome. and, and off the record, when the cameras are off, yeah. he really is the guy that's trying to help. Yeah. He has more Hispanic Americans working well, for him than any of these you other idiots. It might be egomaniacalism, but the guy wants to to be seen as the badass, the global badass. But he also wants prosperity because prosperity helps all of us. Yep. And that's what he wants. He well, it wants. Him, it makes him, let's be honest, it, it, our yeah. American prosperity makes him more popular. He just loves the, the adulation, yes. which, and he's smart. He sees that that, so, see, the Democrats like the, they want the vote. So they hand a bunch of shit out to, dem- to you know, minorities, Democrats, and people who want to be living off the, the government, and they get votes for it. But Trump sees it like the other way around. Like, I'm going to make you more prosperous because you're going to really treat me well. Yeah. And everyone's happier. Uh, yeah. Different different tax. Different tax. It's a, it's a very different time. And I think, you know, when you talk to people, it's funny, you know, even if you look at the 22 people, or I think it's up to 25 right now when we're doing this podcast, but you talk to people and you say, okay, you don't want Jim Jordan. What do you want? What do you want that you can actually have? You can't have McCarthy and you can't have Scalise. And a pro tem in McHenry is a Band-Aid on a very, very large wound. Oh, that's, that's, the, that's probably the worst of any. And there's it's people un- who think unelected, it's a good idea. Un- unelected holding the gavel, Speaker. Yeah. Well, get out I'm of like, here. You're like, no, that's good. That's good. It'll just hold us over for a few months. I'm like, what? I mean, I just, 
Again, I just think it's true ignorance. They're not familiar with the process. They don't know anything about the legislative body. They don't know anything about our constitution, our declaration of independence, any of our rule of law, and they could give a shit less. They really could. Yep. And that's that to me is the larger issue. I'm not sure and it's goes- They're still holding out for, for deals. Chairmanships, you know, bigger, bigger positions, better parking space at, at the Capitol, who knows, whatever. But it's just it's and all of the expense of the American people. While while Biden gives you an address to the entire nation. You, you probably only have about two, three weeks left and you're going to have yeah. to go to a continuing resolution. And then yeah, the, you, the you defeated the whole purpose of getting rid of McCarthy. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, and Matt Gates is in the, you know, in the hallway heading to the rotunda and he's going, I'm holding out. I'm doing it. You guys got to figure it out. We are not leaving. Now, I, I don't agree with a lot of what he says, but the one thing I do agree with is that they need to stay and they need to figure it out. This whole idea of like, we'll go home for the weekend. We'll be back. No, 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 no. You have a massive project to get done. So, okay. So, McHenry, the pro tempore that yeah. McCarthy appointed, yeah. is slow walking it. He's he's running the clock here because in two or three weeks, the, the government they're not they're going to vote to 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 spend a trillion seven just to keep the government open, and they yeah. get what they wanted. So whoever they getting, always wanted, who's ever getting paid off in the in, in industrial complexes and bowling in the white house right they're going to get their payout so yeah they're going to get what they want that's and how many people do you think understand that not a lot not Not many matt gates does matt gates gets it yeah and he's telling you you may not have liked what i did but it certainly is waking a lot of people up to the way things are done here yeah yeah so say what you want but a pro tem is not the option and so they don't a, care about what you want. I had a comment last night on the air, and it was with uh, James Comer, House Oversight Chairman. Mm-hmm. And you are talking about that, and he's like, I, I want Jordan, I want Jordan, blah, blah, blah. I don't agree with what Gates did, but I want Jordan. I said, look, Congressman, a very wise man once told me, don't be first, just be right. I said, just get it done, but don't rush the process. Don't, don't pick someone for the sake of picking them. I, right. I want Jordan to I want Jordan to have the full support, but let's not go pick somebody just to get a speaker in the in the house. Pick pick the right one. Jordan would Jordan cares. I mean, yeah, he he'll close he the border. He'll prosecute Biden. I mean, these things American people want. That's what yep. Jordan represents. I just let's stop sending money overseas. He's not a to he's Ukraine. Not a money to More Ukraine. money to Ukraine. Yeah, sixty oh billion dollars. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's completely insane. I'm like, they're good. Let's move on. Let's help an ally. They're not a part of NATO. I don't know what they do for us. They don't work for us. I mean, I, other than, you know, laundering your money, Biden. That's what they are. They're a laundering machine. Mostly Period. for Russian oligarchs, but now yes. for, I guess whoever, how if you can send a tr- you know, half a trillion dollars or a quarter of a trillion dollars over there. Un, unaccounted for, no you can, oversight. You can, you can skim off 10, 15%. That's, you know, a 20, $30 billion. That's, you set you up nice. Do you see this? One of the um, senior advisors is Zelensky's missing and is, and a billion dollars are missing right now too. I just read that this morning. Yeah. You know who one of the oversight people is they have for the new businesses is Pritzker's sister. She's yeah. worth $5 billion. She's yeah. part of the Pritzker empire. Yeah. I'm like, Hyatt hotels, I think they own Hyatt's. It's just freaking ridiculous. 
Anyways, they're also well, <laughs> That Kutzker family's dangerous. Oh dangerous. my God. Really dangerous and really scary and has way too much control and way too much power. I'm like, is anybody else looking at this? Hello? Knock, knock. Good morning, America. I don't know. I don't think that makes me a right winger. I think that just makes me right. Okay. You're not you disagree? Right. You're, you're, you're a centrist, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a centrist by any stretch. But I am definitely, listen, I will tell you, this is my definition of myself. Are you ready? And I think a lot of people should sign up for this. It's a very good party. It's called the I Hate Everybody Equally Party. You all suck. And I literally make all of my decisions on a case-by-case, issue-by-issue decision basis. So whatever the topic is, I look at it, I read about it, I get multiple sources, and I make a decision. That's it. Period. So I think if you take Demon Republican (laughs) out of it, I don't even want to be an independent anymore. Well, Damn Republican. A card carrying member of the I Hate Everybody Party. He also It's like, got a nice like, ring to it, right? It does. Like, uh, you know, it's fair. No one can accuse you of being bigoted against a, a certain group or no. whatever. You hate everybody. <laughs> I hate you all. It's fine. We're all fine. You suck. It's good. You're fine. Uh huh. Yeah, you suck. You suck just like that guy sucks. Suck. You suck too, yeah. but you suck a little less than you. Maybe yeah. a little bit. It depends. We'll talk. <laughs> Figure it out. Anyways, all right. Well, this is another round of your podcast. Great job as always. We'll be praying for our our friends in Israel and the Jewish people here there at home. Are. And uh, we'll Good see night. you next time. Awesome. Thank you. See you soon. <laughs>